Hi everyone, um, welcome to 10 Minutes of Design with Chinedu Unfiltered. Here, we'll be talking about UX design, product strategy, products people use and how they make them feel, the latest technologies and how it is used by UX designers. All this from a professional, data-driven and personal view which is undiluted. In this episode, I'll be talking about products and emotions part 2. If you remember in my previous episode, which was episode 3, I talked about how the product makes the user feel. So today, I'll be talking about how it makes the designer feel when they see people use their products. Just something to note to my fellow designers out there listening, and I, I am very, very appreciative of you listening to what I'm about to say. It doesn't matter how much effort you put into designing a digital product for a target market. Users, we use it um, in different ways for different purposes. But the end goal will always be how that product made the user feel at the end of the day. Some of the questions that would linger in the minds of the users would mostly be, is the product secure enough to protect the user's data? Is it secure enough to protect the user's money? Is it secure enough to protect the user's livelihood? All this information needs to be factored in when designing a product. And the reason is obvious. No one wants to be a victim of the system that has um, spent a lot of resources and vowed to protect them. You see, people use products without understanding the level of detail, data, sweat, and countless iterations that go into, uh, into it, which is fine. We can deal with that reality. But the most beautiful thing for a designer to see is that the product he or she contributed to is used by people. It doesn't even have to be millions of people using it. It just has to be that one person who uses the product for their day-to-day activities. These are the types of feelings we underestimate as product designers. That being said, there are three levels of emotions designers are likely to feel when we see our products used. Number one is happiness. Number two is confusion. Number three is sadness. These emotions also vary based on our expectations of what we think the users are going to use the product for. Take for example, we built a product to aid people in teaching kids how to read and write. And then the target market you think you know, based on your research, finds another way to use that same product to teach adults how to not only read and write, but share educational materials and content. In a way, it didn't work as planned, right? But if you were to think about it, the users will always be king. And if you remember, in the last episode, one of the ways I talked about optimizing a product is by listening to the users. It might not be what we set out to achieve, or it might not be something we thought about, but it does what it needs to do. And that's another way for you, the designer or business, um, needs to think about the product. So let's talk about the three levels of emotions designers might feel when they see their product being used. And this is from my own personal perspective as a designer. So let's touch on the emotions I initially mentioned, which is number one, happiness. There are two stages to my happiness as a designer, which are when a product I designed is launched or has gone live on how that product has helped people in their day-to-day activities. Another thing that brings me so much happiness is when I have a one-on-one session with customers or users 
and they tell me how it has improved their lives. This happened to me one time on a feature I worked on during a focus group session. This was weird because I wasn't expecting that particular feedback from any customer at all and that blew up my day. It made me the happiest person that day. I wanted to learn more about how customers use our product and what level of difficulty they have experienced so far. Let's call this customer customer Y. I let the customer go into detail about how the product has made them feel and their challenges using the product. And at the end of the session, the customer said, and I quote, there is this feature I recently stumbled on that helps me confirm if I have an overpaid loan. I never thought I, need, I, never thought I needed it, but that feature helps me realize that I had overpaid my loan several times. That particular feedback almost brought tears to my eyes. I was the happiest day. I was the happiest person that day because basically it was the happiest day of my life as a product designer. Who would have thought that the feature I designed where I would actually make a customer feel important and relevant. These are moments I cherish as a, as a designer. The moment when a customer gives that feedback you didn't know you need. I also appreciate negative feedback too. It helps me understand that the product may not be where it is at the moment, but can be improved. Number two, confusion. What could leave you in a confused state about a product that has gone live and is currently being used by people is how the customers are currently using it. Let's take this scenario for an example or as an example. You designed an amazing packer so people could pack death with it in the most efficient way possible. But then, when you try doing um, a field study on the products, now, remember, this is a physical product, right? You realize that 90% of the participants are currently using it as a replacement for a spoon to pack food from a larger container into a smaller container. This will leave you confused because of the size of a packer, right? <laughs> but then, users will always find other ways to utilize your product. The question now will be, how do you utilize the feedback you have gotten from your field study? Will you channel your marketing efforts into describing the product as a spoon? Or will you channel your energy into trying to convince the users that it is a packer? Now, this, this, is, all, this is all yours. This is all left to you as, um, as the owner of the product. This is where it becomes paramount to either go with what the users are saying or fight what the users are doing with your product. It has never been smart to fight the users, honestly. It hasn't. This analogy very much relates to the digital products, even though I used a physical product. Number three is sadness. What could leave you sad? Mostly when your product isn't being utilized the way you have designed it to be used by the target market you designed it for, or the product doesn't have as many customers onboarded as you have initially projected. Any of these situations could leave you sad because of the level of effort you might have put into creating such a product. We are not all rocks, you know. We have feelings and emotions that guide our everyday thinking and decision making. And if the product we have come to design or we have come to love designing isn't doing the numbers we projected that it would do, it becomes a problem, right? So let's recap. Users don't care how much effort you put into creating an experience, really. What they care mostly about is how the experience made them feel. Unless the user is a designer who understands how much effort that goes into designing a seamless experience, 
it is the designer's work to make sure that the users have a wholesome experience while interacting with your product. As designers, we can feel a different range of emotions based on our metrics for a product. Some of the emotions a designer could feel are happiness, confusion, and sadness. And these emotions are normally because they tell the state your product is currently at, and it is left to you to do something about it. I hope this has been helpful to you. Kindly tune in to my next episode. Um, till next time, signing out, Chinedu.